There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Recruiting Future podcast. In this episode, I interview Jamie Leonard of Reconverse. Sometimes it can be difficult to get an unbiased view of the in-house recruitment marketplace. And as a man who has chaired 100 roundtable events for senior in-house recruitment professionals, I think this is something that Jamie can truly offer us. We had a really interesting discussion and covered a lot of topics, uh, which included recruiter skill shortages, what's new in recruitment technology, categorization in the ATS market, and a potentially terrifying game changer for established job boards. So here's the interview. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My interviewee for the day is Jamie Leonard from Reconverse. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Not bad, Mr. Holder. How are you? Very good. Now, obviously, we've known each other for quite some time, <laughs> a, no, a number oh. of years, uh, but other people might be less familiar with you, less familiar with you and your work. So could you just introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I run a little company called Reconverse. Uh, my background, I suppose, is predominantly job board sales. So I worked at Monster for a number of years. I worked at Fish4 and a few years at a company called The Ladders as well. Cool. Um, I remember it well. I remember it well. Um, so you you're, you currently run uh, Reconverse. Can you? Uh, I think it's kind of a really interesting, um, really interesting business. Um, tell us a little bit about how that came about and uh, what your sort of philosophy, uh, your philosophy is around this business. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, 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 you were actually at my first I was, Reconverse yeah. event, I think, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, uh, Izzy, Matt Burnley, Ken Ward, James Smith. So, yeah, all the people we still see at Reconverse today as well, which is uh, which is always nice. Uh, Reconverse, we started about four years ago, so it'd be four years in April. We're we're actually coming up to quite a big milestone, so we're we're coming up to our 100th event. Um, that's wow, going to be fantastic. Yeah, March the 25th is our our 100th event, which we're we're really proud of, um, especially because. There was a lot of people that told us we wouldn't last six months when we first started out, as most things usually have their criticisms when you're trying to do something a bit different. Yeah, exactly. I got, um, I got, I got fired basically from the ladders um, for kind of various reasons. Uh, they were they were scaling back quite a bit, and uh, my boss at the time offered me some money to walk away uh, and, and and go and sit at home for a number of months. I was my wife was currently working at TMP. She was also made redundant over there. And we were about three months away from the birth of our first child, which puts a, a level of pressure on you to go out and, and try and make some money when when both of you have just been sort of asked to leave your respective businesses. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we bummed about for sort of three months, just knocking about different ideas. I've Having worked within the big sort of job board companies, I, the, 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 the approach to new business from the sales reps has always baffled me. Um, you know, it's it's still very old school in terms of, you know, if you make a hundred calls, you might get hold of someone that's relevant, and out of that, you might get a meeting off the back of it. And I've just always thought it's a really bad way of doing business. You know, if if if, if you were a doctor and you cured one person out of a hundred, you'd be put in prison. That's um, a, that's it, a very good point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in sales, we we sort of 
you know, we have we have this metric that we work to, it's which, which is historic and actually not a very good use of time. So we, we spent about three months talking to heads of resourcing that we knew, which was about maybe 10 of them, and just said, look, you know, why is it so difficult for someone from an innovative little app to get their foot in the door with you as an employer? Uh, the, the big bit of feedback was, number one, that, you know, the, the heads of resourcing or recruitment managers understood that they had to stay ahead of the game of suppliers. They knew that they had to understand all the latest innovations out there uh, because that was part of their job. On the flip side, they also were getting 25 to 30 phone calls a day from recruitment consultants and from other suppliers. So they were kind of becoming very, I suppose what we started to call cold core verse and actually just ignoring everyone. And, and even the really good people were being lost in, in the shuffle because they just weren't picking up the phone. So yeah. we come up, we come up with an alternative. It isn't rocket science. It, it's, it's a very simple format. We've, we've stole the format from speed dating whereby we would have an event with a given subject. So, you know, we cover everything from employer brands to recruitment technology, social media, mobile and everything in between. And we would have eight suppliers on one side of the table and we'd have eight in-house people on the other side of the table and we'd give them a limited amount of time to speak to each other. The in-house guys got an opportunity to understand the market and the Suppliers got some much-needed face time with potential new clients, and it was all kept very casual. And you know, there was no hard sell, there was no presentations. It was just a very informal, casual affair. As I say, you were at the first one. I um, was, yes. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing happened after the first event um, was that all the in-house guys sort of sort of communed together and started just talking and, and, and debating and having. And actually, what stems from it was this really, really amazing little round table. So that kind of becomes the second half of our event. So to this day, event 100 coming up, all of our, you know, sort of standard reconverse events are supplier speed meetings in the morning, a lunch, we then say goodbye to the suppliers. And then there's an opportunity for the in-house guys to talk afterwards and, you know, for a few hours or so. And that's, that's been a real eye opener for me, having never worked in-house or with in-house people until we started to do these events, you know, just spending two or three hours a week sat around with different employers of different sizes of different industries um, and listening to the problems that they've all got, which has been really, really interesting so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think it puts you in uh, in quite a unique position because, you know, that's sort of 99 round tables that you've uh, you, you sat through. And I, I've obviously attended and spoken at quite quite a few of them. And, um, you know, you, you are very much an observer of, uh, of 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 what's going on and sort of letting people speak and all and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sure, you know, you must have heard some very interesting conversations and, yeah. uh, you know, seen some interesting things. What what what? What topics do you think are the sort of the, the hot topics for in-house recruiters at the moment from, from what you've been hearing at events? Um, I think it's an interesting market right now. So if, if, you, if you went back maybe three years ago, it was all about how employers could do more with fewer recruiters. So, you know, how can we get where we had a team of 10 recruiters? Well, we've only got a team of two recruiters now and we need to get them to do more. And that's actually quite boring when you're just trying to get people to work harder there's not a great deal of um, entertainment value in that at all. But nowadays what you're getting is because the market's coming back, the market's more buoyant, there are more people, there are more, um, there's more money, uh, you know, people are hiring more um, recruiters, which 
in its own is a challenge. There is there seems to be a big skill shortage out there of really good internal recruiters. I mean, we we're getting asked literally every other day. Do we know a client partner? Do we know a recruitment lead? Do we know a, a, a resourcing manager? There does seem to be a lack of, of talent out there. So I think that's an issue for most people at the moment. I really don't know why that is, but there does seem to, there do seem to be, there does seem to be a, a real lack of, of, of fundamental core in-house recruitment recruiters um, in the market. Again, not, not really sure why, but what it has meant for a market, which is really exciting is that People are starting to do some sort of more specialist project stuff, which is really cool. So you're getting employers now look at their EVP. They're starting to take social uh, recruiting seriously again. People are looking at mobile um, technologies back on uh, back on the table. So it's a very exciting time again because you know that's the fun side of the industry. I, I, the, the, the bread and butter, meat and potatoes recruiting is great, and you know that's that's the core of what what everyone does. But you know when when you can start talking to people about you know their employer brand or you know upgrading their ATS that's when it becomes quite interesting um in terms of hot topics at the moment uh, upskilling recruiters is absolutely huge at the moment so you know actually how do you make more out of the people you have how do you create better recruiters internally fundamentally because there is a fundamentally because there is a gap in, in, in talent in the market um and companies like Ingenium people um who's kind of Al Cartwright's lot are doing some really good work in terms of and and uh, people like Johnny Campbell as well, you know, doing some great work in terms of upskilling uh, the internal or the in-house recruiters themselves. Yeah, two 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 great guys. You know, both of them, uh, both of them very well. Um, yeah. Absolutely great people and, and, and great businesses uh, as well, doing a, a very good job. Um, so so that that's a big thing at the moment. I, I think people are really starting to take a serious look at their ATS at the moment as well. Um, which is which is interesting. I think you've you've got a three tiered ATS market in the UK at the moment, um, where you've got the, the kind of the big incumbent at the top, maybe the Taleos and the Connexas and, and those kind of companies. Then right at the very bottom, you've got the real very very early on startup companies like Workable and, and Quandida and those kind of guys. And then in the middle, you've got um, people like Tripad and Harbour and the Arku and, and, and Vacancy Filler. And, you know, for me, it's the guys in the middle that are really starting to, to see the benefit of, of, of being able to adapt and actually building um, ATSs that are actually built for recruiters. It's a really weird concept. Um, <laughs> but, but, building, but building technology that are used by, you know, it, for people uh, that are being used by those people. So someone said the other day, you know, ATSs are brilliant. They're built by techies, bought by HR and, and used by recruiters in, in that order. Excellent. I, I love that. I love that quote. I'm going to use that. Uh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to do, yes, use that everywhere. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the HSs are always interesting. I remember um, a lot of your early events. Um, uh, there, there was always a kind of a, a discussion going on around the table that actually the best ATS people had in house was was uh, Excel or Google Docs. <laughs> um, and I think it's also. I, I think uh, you know. I think your description of the the three tier market is spot on as well. But I, I think there's some really interesting things going on. I've got a uh, someone I know of who's who's scrapping Taleo and moving to Workable, <laughs> which, is, which is uh, which is which is really interesting. So that's uh, going to be a real culture 
Monkey Shark. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a really, it's a kind of a really interesting, uh, uh, you know, really interesting uh, marketplace. So uh, out of the, uh, you know, this might be an impossible question to answer, but out of the 99 events that you've done, um, what was your favourite? Uh, I, I'm going to take the easy option and probably say the first. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I, it was, I enjoyed the first one when it was finished. I remember being very sweaty and very tired and, 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 and probably nerves have, have taken over. But, um, yeah, I, you know, some of the best ones have been recently. I, I, one of the subjects that I love covering off is um, in-house executive search. Okay. I think that's, it's, it's, a real final, it's a real final frontier um, for the in-house recruitment market at the moment. And you're seeing more and more teams start to take on bigger project work, which is good. And, you know, we, we have people at PwC come down and talk. And it's just really interesting when you start to look at actually companies like Coca-Cola that are building an entire team around, you know, 500K plus, uh, 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 you know, pounds a year staff, which is which is really interesting. I love the, the tech stuff as well for me. I'm, anything around recruitment technology is always, always really fun. I think you've got some real trends that are poking ahead for it at the moment. I think uh, video interviewing is... is yeah, as much as I know, there are people out there that say it's a you know it's, it's a fad. It really isn't. You know, we, we, everyone that's adopting to video interview at the moment it, it, it is really starting to love that technology. Cool. And starting, yeah, and, and you know all this around. You know, what people want to do video interviews. I, I can show you so many stats and so many case studies. I, I just spoke to one of our clients a minute ago, and they've got someone on trial, and they've had something like seven hundred video interviews come through over the first two weeks. Wow. You know, it is, people are willing to do it. We're, as, as an industry, we're, uh, sorry, as, 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 as a culture, we're so much better at sitting down and pointing a camera at our face than we ever used to be. And, and, and I think that's having a real big impact. Re- referral, uh, maybe in a few years, I, I just, I struggle with it at the moment. I think it will be a trend in a few years in terms of some of the referral technology. It isn't there at the moment. There are maybe four players in the UK. Um, you know, maybe 20 in the US, it, it needs to start taking a few steps forward for me to, to ever be a real contender for a trend. Um, I hope it does. Yeah, really. I, yeah, I think that's an interesting one. I'm, I'm doing some research for a, a client of mine into it at the moment, and it, it's kind of a bit like the Wild West out there. There, um, yeah. you know, there are a few players. I see that uh, LinkedIn acquired one yesterday. Was it Career oh, really? Yeah, um, and I think they have a uh, a referral platform. So uh, that's uh, that's interesting. But um, but 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 yeah, it's kind of a, like all of these things. Sometimes they take a a bit of a while to um, a bit of a while to develop. Um, so, um, sort of second, second, second last question. Um, last year you ran a great event, which, um, you very kindly asked me to speak at, which was, yes, uh, Wreckfest. And yeah. I believe, uh, you're running it again this year. So in, tu- in true kind of chat show <laughs> plugging style, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> um, so yeah, Wreckfest is born out of my hatred of conferences. Um, I've, I've done so many conferences in the past for different companies. I've done so many, exhibitions and I, I really don't like the thought of sort of one person you know pretty much for the whole day talking to 200 people and there being very little interaction amongst the, the actual the audience themselves to the point where we actually go on Twitter now while we're at these conferences to try and have some sort of interaction between each other which is ridiculous if you think that the people that are actually at your conference are going on their mobile phones so they can actually engage other people um 
I, I like the engagement between people. That's the best part of a conference. It's the you know the the breaks and the after, maybe beers afterwards. That's always the always the uh, the the interesting part. So, Wreckfest was a concept we come up with. Um, we themed it as a festival just because we wanted to be a bit more relaxed. We wanted to give it a bit of a quirky edge and just make it very clear to everyone when they first saw the brand in that you know this isn't somewhere where you're going to need a shirt and tie and, and shoes. It's much more about flip flops and you know um, shorts and t-shirts, etc. The concept's a little bit different, so um, we wanted to somehow come up with a way where we could almost guarantee that you'd interact with around about 90% of the, 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 the total people there. So we have speakers, uh, we have roundtables, and then every time a, a roundtable is finished, we encourage people to get up, move to another roundtable at random, and then start that process again. So the idea is, yes, there are absolutely guest speakers there, and this year we've got some great guest speakers, um, recfest2.com is the website I won't bang on about the speakers. But it's it's about the interaction between the actual in-house guys themselves. It's a, a chance to meet potentially a hundred other in-house recruiters in one day and, and listen to what they have to say. And you know that's that's the biggest thing that comes out of every round table we ever do is is, you know, that feeling of we're not alone. That is the first thing that I always get is, you know, what have you taken away today? I'm not alone. There are other people in this industry going through the same things I am. And, you know, if we can get them together and get them talking and get them sharing those issues, well, yeah, all the, all the better for it, I guess. Fantastic. Um, fan, 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 fantastic. Yes, it was, um, it, it was a really good event last year and there was some, uh, great, great conversations going on. So, um, you know, l- last question. What's your, what's your prediction for the rest of the year? What's going to happen? What's going to be big? We've talked about referrals and, and video interviews and all that, all that kind of stuff. What, what else do you think, uh, what's 2015 going to look like? Um, I, 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 you know what? I heard yesterday that Google are launching a job board, so <laughs> that, could be, that could be a fairly big thing for a lot of people, I suppose. Um, you know, did you did you genuinely hear that, or was it yeah, a, an uh, article yeah. from two thousand and eight recycled? Oh, no, no, I spoke to someone yesterday that um, had apparently been approached for the job to run their job board. Uh, I don't know what that means or, or what that might look like, but they've they've, they've been approached by a headhunter to. Um, to head, yeah, to go and talk about the job. Anyway, yeah, so that could that could mess <laughs> with a lot of people very quickly and change the landscape quite quickly. Hey, well, uh, I think we can look forward to to seeing what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I think people are using social media properly now, and you know, people are not bleating on about how it's you know it's engagement to a conversation. That you know, people are actually using it as a, as, a, as a sourcing channel, which is great. Uh, long and you know, long may that continue. I, I think. I think we'll just get better as a marketplace overall. I think we've got some really strong leadership in the market at the moment with people like Jen Candy and Mel Hayes and Matt Jeffrey and and, and, and and these kind of guys. I think there's a crop of recruiters coming behind them that will make incredible leaders for our industry in, in five years' time, and that's, that's good news. Unfortunately, there's a bit of a skill gap at the bottom, and we need to fill that. We need to find out where we can find other recruiters that isn't that you know not just looking at the recruitment consultants themselves, you know, how do we bring through a next gener- generation of, of in-house recruiters? I don't know at the moment, but, you know, they're certainly going to be challenging for the next, for the next nine months or so, I'd say. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of happy times, hopefully. That's my big prediction. No more, no more double dip, triple dip, quadruple dip recession. Um, and yeah, just happy times in recruitment would be good. Excellent. Well, that's great news. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, man. Jamie Leonard from Reconverse there. 
Thank you for listening to episode six of the Recruiting Future podcast. You can subscribe to future episodes on iTunes or, in fact, any podcasting app. And you can find out more about the show and listen to past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is my show. Thank you.